Hey queens and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host Janelle Renee. It's Friday. It's our time to come together Um, and we're just really going to be in anticipation of what is going to be released today because I don't know. You know, lately, last few episodes has kind of been a little bit unorthodox as um, I've been truly allowing Holy Spirit to leave me lead me excuse me to lead me and so i'm just really grateful um of being able to yield and allow the lord to speak to you guys what he wants to say right because it's all about him wanting to see you restore wanting to see you renew this isn't my idea you know if i if i can be completely honest with you all um this wasn't what i wanted to do i I didn't want to do a podcast and i certainly didn't want to do a podcast called purity after promiscuity uh redefining a woman's worth because first of all it's like purity after promiscuity you know that word promiscuity is like eh, it's like taboo um who wants to be associated with that word right um so that was it just wasn't my idea but again it was something that the lord placed on my heart and he gave me specific instructions to do this podcast and the purpose of this podcast. So this podcast, you know, whether you know it or not, it's not about me. It's about you all. And it's about the, a God who loves you, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you even know who God is, whether you even heard of God, right? And whether you believe in, in, and you practice a different religion and you worship a different God, it doesn't matter. God, Elohim, Adonai, the creator of creation, the creator of all, the creator of the universe, the living God, he loves you. And his desire is to see you whole and to see you set free and to see you healed. And that is why he chose me, little old me, (laughs) with all my issues and problems. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm the poster child because he's doing it for me. I'm a living witness. I don't get up here and just talk about what I think or what I've heard or what I've read. I I talk to you guys about and I give advice and tips and tools about what I've lived, right? Because this is what I'm journeying through. We're doing this together. So this podcast truly is um, not me. It is, it's really, truly a, um, an honor for me because it's, a, it's an assignment that God has concerning his daughters that he wants to see you guys made whole and restored. So, um, yeah, so lately I've just really had to um, allow myself to lean into that. I know um, the first episode, you know, it was kind of, um, you know, a little bit um, where I would allow God to truly, truly um, be made known in it. And it's and it's always going to be centered around him. But, you know, sometimes I, I find myself wanting to, to do it in the way that I think I should do it or what I think how other people do their podcasts, right? And because, you know, we live in a time where, you know, certain certain names, certain topics, depending on who you are, it's a hit or miss, right? You got some people who, you know, they don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. They don't want to hear nothing about um, church or, you know, the Bible because they're associated with religion or they're associated with people that they've encountered who's misrepresented Christ, right? So then now they have like a bad taste in their mouth or they may have some church hurt and they went, to, you know, they was um, in relationship with some people who identified as Christians and that those people hurt them. So now they're kind of like taking it out on God and Jesus as if these individuals just aren't humans and they make their own choices and it's a person that hurt you it's not God but it's hard because those things are real and they do hurt um so you got that category of people and then you may have hyper spiritual people who look at things like well 
God ain't God ain't gonna want you to be talking about promiscuity or God ain't gonna be wanting you to talk about the things you talk about or say what you're saying. You know, this ain't God because they they think that they have some kind of you know they have some rule book, if you will, of what God is doing in your life. When everybody God don't reveal your life to everybody, so you know you just have so many different you know ways things can go and then you might have the people who just are receptive right they they already are in a place where they either are desiring they're seeking right they're needing they already a christian or desiring to be a christian or they're open to it right and so you know you just never know and because i never did a podcast and i did a little research i just thought maybe i should try to structure it in a certain way so that it can identify for listeners so i can gain more listeners right and um gain more momentum and and so my podcast can grow because I mean who wants to do a podcast and just it not grow and don't have listeners right like that's silly so um but I really had to get to a place um, and this is all a part of redefining our worth right because we got to get to a place where we stop trying to um hide parts of us right we got to stop trying to diminish who we are or diminish the call or the gift or diminish the assignment that because maybe it's not you know as um as common as some things you know maybe it's not as popular but when you read the bible we know that jesus he didn't come to be popular he didn't talk about popular things he was very controversial he came to do a lot of challenging to religion and, and law and these you know these um negative um perspectives and mindsets that people had concerning the things of god so nothing about what jesus came to do was common however in our minds as humans, we seek to want to identify, right? And so when we look at somebody else doing something and it seems to work, right? Because how many of us know that it's easier just to duplicate a thing and not recreate it, right? If there's something that's already working, why recreate it? Just try to find a way to do it better. That's it, right? So you, but you look at, you may look at people who are successful in podcasts, maybe in the same genre as you, or just maybe have a really successful podcast and you kind of look at their strategy and you think to yourself, well, maybe if I implement that strategy, that'll work for me and I'll have that same level of success. But when it comes to the things of God, that doesn't work because when God gives you an assignment and he gives you um, a purpose and he gives you a, a destiny and gives you gifts that are going to help you to fulfill that assignment of destiny, you have to follow what he say, right? You, he'll give you the strategy and you need to follow his strategy. The thing about it is sometimes his strategy don't make sense in our logical mind. So I said all that to say when this, the podcast first started out, I'm going to be honest, you know, I wasn't confident. If I'm, if I'm just keeping it real, I wasn't confident in what I believe God really was calling me to do and how he was using me, wanted me to use my voice and to use this platform. I kind of wanted to shrink back from it and I wanted to just kind of like, um, like blend in, right? I wanted to kind of like, just, you know, just, just do what I saw other people doing because I figured that should work because it was working for them. But I found that I was, every time I would look at my analytics and my numbers, I'm like, dang, I, um, it just doesn't seem like the podcast is really, you know, ha has the reach that I desired or I, what I even believe he showed me or it's not gaining the listeners like I thought it would. And so I kind of was battling back and forth and for a while I was discouraged to be honest like after the first season I was like discouraged if I can be real transparent that's what we do here on the purity after promiscuity podcast where we're redefining a woman's words we keep it hot we keep it um honest open and transparent so 
I was discouraged after the first, I felt like I failed after the first um, season because I just, I looked at the numbers, I looked at the analytics and I was just like, dang Lord, like I didn't got up here every week for, I think about 20 or 21 weeks consistently, faithfully. And I was going through sometimes some hard, hard, hard things during some of those weeks where I had to get up and just push through to birth out a new content and another episode, right? I really had to press and I and I thought because I was just really being committed and faithful that that was going to yield the results that I was looking for. But at the end of the first the first season I just was looking at my numbers and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I even want to do this again. I don't even think I want to do a second episode. I mean, excuse me, a second season because I was just like Ain't hardly nobody, you know, been listening to it. Ain't nobody really been following it. People ain't really been connecting, you know. So it's like, hmm, maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe this is not for me. Because, see, you know, so I believe for me, the expectation is when God tell you to do something, the automatic assumption is when the moment you start doing it, it's just going to blow up. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I mean, I'm. you think it's just going to literally just be an overnight success where, I mean, you just think it's just going to be like just amazing. You don't see anything else because you're like, God, you told me to do this, right? You're not going to tell me to do this if you're not going to favor it, if you're not going to put your hand on it, if you're not going to, you know, provide the provisions, if you're not going to provide the people, you know, you're not going to bring me to something and just let me do it and it not be successful and not have a a good momentum from the onset, right? That was, at least that's me. I don't know about y'all, but that's my assumption. When God tell me to do something from the, from the gate, I mean, I'm already thinking like, oh, this about to, this is about to go. You feel me? Like it's about to go because God told me, but no, and wrong. I got to the end of the first season. It was like, mm. I was so, so discouraged. Like, mm, God, then I'm questioning like, God, did you tell me to say this? I mean, did you even tell me to do this? Because why is it? I don't see the results that I expected. Right. And so what I'm finding as we're, as I'm redefining my worth, that I'm starting to get very comfortable in who I am and what I'm called to do. So no longer do I feel like I need to shrink back to make other people comfortable. No longer do I feel like I need validation from other people to confirm what it is that I believe God is calling me to do. No longer do I really gotta fit in the mold to, to, find, my, to find my niche or to, to gain my momentum and find my lane. Like no longer do I need those things that I needed prior to. To be honest, when I started the first season, I still was struggling. I was still struggling with my identity. I was still struggling with my worth. I was still struggling with my value. I was still struggling with the whole idea that me with all of my stuff, right? With all of my baggage, with all of my issues that God would really want to use me. I was still struggling. So because I was still insecure and I was still unsure of myself that I found myself trying to fit in a mold and do things in a way that really wasn't never meant for me to do. It was never meant for me to fit the mold because how many of us know God don't fit in no mold. He break molds. Like, so that's why the Bible tells us in Isaiah 43, 19, he said, forget the former things. For behold, I'm doing a new thing. And it is spring forth suddenly, do you not perceive it? The, the problem is in our humanness, we seek to understand everything. We seek to comprehend and the process. So our minds are able to receive 
right? Our minds, the way our minds work naturally, the moment information goes in, the moment we something goes, a thought or idea or a vision or anything goes in our mind, our mind begins now to process it. Our mind seeks to gain understanding. Our mind is seeking to make it make sense. Our mind is seeking a way to identify it to something else, right? Our mind is doing all of these things in our humanness, but when we're, when we're connected with God, he's not a human so his ways and thoughts are higher so when he begins to tell you something and he begins to speak some things to you he begins to give you strategy when he begins to give you ideas it's not for you to try to intellectualize it it's because the moment you begin to do that now you're going to stunt your momentum because you're going to get stuck in trying to figure it out when you need to just walk by faith and not by sight that's why this is a faith walk it's not a logic walk because when you get Caught up in logic, you stay stuck in your mind. So I was stuck in my mind because logically I thought, if I do this, this, and this, follow this strategy because you can read blogs, you can read, you know, um, different um, people's, you know, they have people who got these different podcasting, um, you know, classes and, and, and master classes. And, you know, you can, you can get um, like an article on podcasting. You know, it's all of this stuff out here that, that people who are, have successful podcasts, they'll giving you some type of, you know, tips and tools and strategy on what they did and how their podcast became popular right well that's cool because sometimes that's maybe the strategy God gave them if they're Christian and if they're not a Christian that may be just their strategy but when God gives you something he's going to give you a strategy and see the strategy may not make sense in the natural but it doesn't mean that it won't work and so what I was doing I was getting caught up in what I thought should work in the natural and what I was what I was doing was I was not seeing the results I desire because I wasn't in my own lane. I'm, I'm trying to be in somebody else's lane. But God has called us to be individuals, right? That's why we all have an identity. That's why we all look different. And even if you have a twin, there is still some um there's still some small things that are differences, right? That that can distinguish you. There's no two people that is perfectly identical right there's always going to be something that can distinguish you from another right you even our fingerprints right even if it's nothing but a fingerprint all of us have a different unique fingerprint so it's like there's all there is some identifying characteristics about you that make you you and it is those those very identif identifiers that god is trying to pull out of you so you can do what he called you to do because he the truth be told he don't want you to look like everybody else he don't want you to sound like everybody else. And this is, and I'm talking to myself. I got to say this to myself because this is why I hinder myself. You know, I hinder myself because I allow my fear. I allow my insecurity. I allow my doubt, right? I allow my, my, my inner voice that tell me, I don't know what I'm doing. I ain't never did a podcast. Like who am I? So it's best for me to try to take somebody else's advice and strategy and apply it because at least they know what they are doing and me not really trust that when God bring you to something, he's going to give you everything you need. Cause the Bible says he provides all of your needs and um, he, that he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory you know that he know what you need before he asks in hebrews it tell us that he will provide you every good thing to do his will so what makes us think that he won't provide you the exact strategy to do what he's calling you to do even if what he's calling you to do other people are doing it that don't mean they'll do it like you 
So I had to get to a place in my process and he gave me the time. He was gracious with me to give me the time to be able to overcome in those areas and heal in those areas, right? And become free because that's what it boiled down to. It boiled down to me not being free. I wasn't free to be myself. I wasn't free to be secure in my in the things that made me different and unique. I wasn't free to truly trust God that he's going to lead me in this because he brought me to it and it wasn't my own idea, right? I wasn't free to do things even if it was like, um, you know, like not the same as everybody else or it was outside of the mold, right? I was afraid to be there to be different, right? I was, I was, you know, afraid to, to stand out, right? I wanted to blend in. So it was mine. It was my insecurities. It was my low self-esteem. It was my doubt. It was my, you know, this um, perception of myself, like who am I, right? And, and so as you redefine your worth, sometimes we do hit those, you know, those, those little bumps in, the, in our process where it's something that takes a little more time to work through. See, because I, I, I've dealt with, you know, identity issues my whole life. I had dealt with, you know, being insecure in some way my whole life. I had dealt with feeling not feeling good enough my whole life. So even though I began to redefine my word, when it came for me to really, truly not just talk about me um, redefining my worth and, 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 and coming into my identity and discovering my purpose and being secure and being bold and being confident and all of these things, I couldn't just talk about it no more. It came a time where I had to put it into practice. And when it came time to put it into practice, you know, then it was like, I, I had to really put the mirror, get into my mirror and say to myself, ooh, I'm, I'm, st I'm still struggling here. And so, you know, that's why I'm, I had said all that to say, this is why the podcast is going in a different direction at this point, because now I'm yielding to, to truly what God has called me to do with this platform, right? He's called me to re, re, help redefine the worth of his daughters. He's called me to really make a point for women who were like me, who struggled with, you know, having a past or dealing with promiscuity for whatever reason. See, the reason to don't matter to God. You know, all that matters is he don't want you to be defined by your past. He don't want you to keep allowing these false labels to determine your future, right? So that, it don't matter the why or the how. All that matters is God is like, there's nothing too hard for me. There's, there's nothing you can do. Whatever you think the worst sin is, whatever you think your worst of the worst is, trust me, the blood covers it because the Bible says that the, the God, his blood, Jesus' blood covers a multitude of sins. How many of us know we got multitudes? I know I do. And I thank God that the blood covers them. So he wants you to be free, to be unique, and to be bold and confident in who he called you to be. But you can't do that unless you redefine your worth. You can't do that unless you do the work and you begin to overcome and you begin to heal and you begin to make whole and you begin to release. Because sometimes the things that's hurting us are the things we're holding on to. Sometimes we're just holding on to that past experience of pain and we're so afraid. We just, we don't want to let it go and we hold it so tight, but it, it's constantly cutting us. It's constantly wounding us. It's constantly, you know, preventing us from being healed because it keeps reopening the wound. But we don't realize that it's not the person that is, is actually continuing to hit, hurt us. It's not the, even the situation. Now we're hurting ourselves because we refuse to let it go. So even as you redefine your worth, you will find that there are just some things you got to let go of. There are just some grudges that you've been holding on to that you just gonna have to release there's just some unforgiveness you have in your heart yes they were wrong they did it they shouldn't have did what they did but 
Forgiveness is all about you because the unforgiveness affects you, not them. They going on about their life. They living their best life and you don't want torment it, you know, and bogged down because you're holding on to this pain and you can't grow and you can't flourish as long as you have this pain that is preventing you from from becoming whole and so in this process there's a lot of parts moving parts to it and it, it, it is an overtime thing but once you begin to see the evidence for yourself like when you truly get in this thing and you start overcoming and you start crushing it and you start getting healed and you start being whole and you start discovering who you are and you start being confident in who you are you begin to know you worthy you don't got to settle for that you don't got to deal with that you have a voice you allow to say no you put up healthy boundaries you don't have let everybody have access to you no more you don't let everybody run all over you you don't when you when you get an idea or you believe god has put something on your heart you don't go run to people looking for their opinions no more you just trust and believe that you're capable not because of yourself but because of he who is in you when you truly begin to have joy without feeling like you need to be in a relationship or under a man when you really begin to love yourself and put yourself first and now you're working out now you're keeping yourself up you keep your hair done now you're making sure you're looking good now you're smelling good now you're feeling good you start doing this stuff because this is what you do when you love yourself and yes there are aspects of that we can do in a toxic way you have people you know sometimes when we broken we we do some of those things but we do it and we make it toxic so yes we may keep our hair done yes we may wear makeup yes we may keep ourselves up but then we're doing it because we're wanting attention because we're attention seeking because we want to get on the gram and flick it up and we want to take these very seductive and provide provocative um pictures and post them all on the gram and these booty shots and have our boobs out and be half naked and then we wonder why we get the attention or when a man come and approaches all he really want to do is smash and that's because that's what we're presenting but when you begin to be healed and be made whole and you recognize that I don't got to leave with my body, I can cover my body up and still be sexy. I can, I can, you know, dress, you know, sexy, classy, you know, I can, you know, I can love myself and still be beautiful. You know, then that's when you, you see the evidence for yourself. You don't need nobody to come up to you like, yo, sis, I see you. You read a few, you must be working on yourself. You must, you must be healing. You must, you don't need nobody because you see it. And see, that's where you got to be. That's how you know. When you know when you really are in this thing for real and you really starting to redefine your worth, when you notice the changes, when you notice how you used to be always so sad and always so depressed and every time you got on social media you seeing people announcing their marriages and engagements or people you know having uh taking couples uh trips or you know just posting couple pictures and stuff like that used to send you down a downward spiral now you on there and you like congratulations sis oh you commenting like i'm so happy for you because now it's like your mind you're not that's not something that's hurtful no more because you heal you don't need a, a relationship to identify you right you don't need a relationship or a man to to, to validate you 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 great all by yourself and when a man come he a bonus he's not but he's not my he's not making me happy he's not fulfilling me and making me whole he is i'm already anchored in that and he comes to add to right that's how you know when you look at the next person and they you know get a good something good happen for them they celebrating even something you believing for you know maybe you've been believing for a promotion maybe you waiting for your business to take off maybe you you know waiting for a house maybe you wait you know wanting to have a child maybe you want to get married whatever it is right and then you see somebody else or someone close to you you know they announce that they get the very thing that you've been wanting and waiting for and you're still happy for them genuinely 
that's when you know. When you able to evaluate your relationships and you looking and you and you and you being honest with yourself, like, wait a minute, this this dude, you know what I'm saying, he on some trash. Period. Like he's not treating me the way I deserve. He's not loving me. He's actually taking from me. He's breaking me down. I'm settling for less. He's giving me crumbs and I don't have to take that. I, I deserve a fulfilling love. I deserve a whole love. I deserve a man to truly love me and to be able to express that and be faithful and be committed, right? And be and and, and for him to, you know, be to be um, you know, trustworthy, you know, and, and, and I I expect to to be able to have a reciprocal mutual love loving, fruitful relationship. I don't have to settle for, for crumbs. I don't have to settle for, oh, you just come win or, or you just because you throw a little money at me, it's okay that you out here doing your one too. And I got to deal with the cheating and the lies and all that. No, you begin to recognize, no, I'm worth more than that. Keep your money, bruh. I'm getting my own money. That's when you really heal. You know what I'm saying? You really heal when you get your own bag and you looking at him like, sir, I don't care how fine you are. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care about nothing like that. Keep your money and keep it moving. That's when you know you heal, right? When you, when you ain't got to compare yourself to the next woman. When you ain't mad, you know, and envy and jealousy ain't setting in because you see another woman and she doing her thing, you know, and she and she fly, you know what I mean? And she getting a bag and she out here crushing it as a mother, as a wife, as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, all that she is. And you ain't intimidated. When you like oh, this game recognized game. Congratulations, sis. You know what I'm saying? Well, you ain't even got to look at it and you ain't got to go back and pick up the phone and call your girls and be like, girl, why this girl think, you know, you, cause you so, cause you so healed. That's when you know. Like when you just wake up and you happy for no reason. You, cause you just, life is good. And even if everything is not going the way you expect it, maybe everything is not where you want it to be, but you still have a good outlook for life where you're not waking up every day and all you're doing, first thing you open your eyes, you're just bombarded with complaints and grumbling and, and woe is me and, and, and everything. So always this and that, and all oh, why this like this, you know, but you wake up and you got a smile on your face and you happy and, and you are ready for the day, Right? When you can say no, when you mean no, let's talk about that. Cause I know that for me, that's been a struggle being a people pleaser saying yes. When I mean no compromising what I really feel, but when you can stand on your own convictions and you not moved, you like, I mean, this is what it is. Nah, I don't want to do that. And you stand on that. That's when you know we got to get to that place where it's not an overnight thing. It's a process. And so I, for me, in the identity part, I'm really just getting to that place where, you know what, I'm about to get on here and I'm going to be me. I'm going to be unapologetically me. I'm going to let God use me the way he want to use me. I'm going to talk about what he want me to talk about. And I'm going to have the confidence that who, who it's for going to come, who it's not for, it's okay. I'm not for everybody and I'm not trying to be for everybody. I'm cool with being who I am because at the end of the day, I just need to be me because that's where I find my true fulfillment and my true joy. That's where I know that God is pleased with me because I'm more concerned about what he thinks than people think. So yes, our, our, our podcast has been going more towards a, um, I guess you can call it like uh, an exhortation or even, um, you know, 
I don't want to use the word ministering, but hey, if it is, it is what it is, right? Um, you know, but it's been more of more biblically based and more like a biblical teaching or a bit a biblical exhortation than it has just been me getting on here just talking, you know, and 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 rambling. You know what I mean? So that's just what it is, and that just is because that's just what where I'm being called to. That's who I am. If anybody knows me personally, like that's just the anointing on my life. That's just the grace that I have. That's just what I know God has called me to do he has called me to minister um and then so that's something i have to do and you know again who is for it's for and i appreciate you and i pray that it, it that it really is what you need in this moment that god has a uh, that god has a word specifically for you um and if it's not for you that's okay that don't mean you don't have to listen but if you don't want to that's okay too but i'm gonna be me and and that's that so today, um, for oh no, I didn't. I didn't even welcome y'all. You know, I don't know because I had no idea what I was going to talk about before I came on here. But then I see, you know, I just start getting into it. But let me digress and just welcome you all here to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast um, because you guys are so important. I love you guys so much. Welcome, 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 welcome to all my first time listeners. Hey, girl. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for stopping in, taking your time to listen, to just give um, an hour or um, almost an hour of your day. I know you're, I know you're busy. I know you have a lot of um, hats that you're wearing. I know it's many things you could be doing, but the fact that you took the time to stop by here, I just want you to know that I appreciate you. I don't take it for granted. You are worthy, sis. And to my loyal listeners, hey girl, y'all know that y'all just truly just and just encourage me. Um, I'm just so elated, um, just at all of the support that I get. Whether you're a new listener or, or a faithful listener, you've been rocking from season one, or you know just for the last few se- um, episodes, you know it's just appreciated. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly. It encourages me even in my moments where I may not have the time or the energy that I really want to do it, but I take the I make the sacrifice because. Because I'm committed, right? I'm committed to this thing. I'm committed to seeing y'all grow. I'm committed to seeing y'all flourish. I'm committed to seeing y'all whole. I'm committed to seeing y'all full of identity, right? I'm committed to this thing. So that's what helps me to stand when in the moments where I may be weary. It's just the support that I'm getting from you all. So I just want to just thank you guys so much. You guys mean so much to me. And I just want y'all to know you're the bomb. You're the real MVP and you are worthy. Um, so what I was really thinking about before I came on to do the podcast, um, I believe this episode is called outpouring. And this is a word that's kind of been in my spirit for probably two weeks, maybe. And I even had to define it and, um, I'm about to pull it up on my computer here in a second because I did have it pulled up, but you know, hmm, I don't know what I did, but nevertheless, anyway, I, um, you know, really have been thinking about that word because it just came to me out of the blue one day. And normally when words come to me like that, a lot of times I believe God placed them in my spirit. So I normally will go and um, look up the definition and just kind of see what it means. And then I'll kind of do a deep word study and stuff like that. And so what was really triggering me to feel like today I should talk about it on the podcast is because um, yesterday I did a um for the National Day of Prayer, me and a friend, um, she hosted a, um, a Zoom call for um, prayer. And um, one of the things that she spoke about was an outpouring. 
And I thought that was real interesting because I'm like, yo, that's one of the words that literally been in my spirit. And I believe God has been speaking about that. And see why this is significant to us redefining our worth. Because when I was reading in 1 Kings 18, toward the end of that chapter, after um, Elijah had defeated the 450 prophets of Baal, well, he, well God did. And then Elijah, um, you know, he was he went ahead and he, um, you know, took him out. Then he had, and then, see, at the time, there was a famine in that land. And it was a famine because of the sin of the leadership and the sin of, sin of the king um, over the land. And so God, through the uh, prophet Elijah, declared that there would be no rain for three years. And how many of us know if there's no rain, it's automatically a drought and a famine because we need, the, the earth needs rain to, to be, to be, uh, to be uh, nourished, you know, to be replenished, right? You need to, to grow, things need to grow, it need water. Just basic, you know, photosynthesis, right? Sun, you know, water, you know, environment, right? You just need certain things for things to grow. And so when, it, the, so the heavens shut and biblically, you know, that is this, that is equal to a curse because in Deuteronomy, it says when you, when, if you don't follow all of the instructions that the Lord um, was giving you this day through, um, through Moses, that the, all these curses will come upon you. And one of the curses was God will shut up the heavens, right? The heavens will become like bronze, meaning that nothing would come through it. So he would not bring rain in its season. So that means everything that you were trying to plant, everything you were trying to grow was going to die because the necessary um, water that it would have needed to flourish was going to be now, is it was going to be cut out. And so it was it had been a drought because God, God said, because of your sin and disobedience, I'm going to shut up the heavens. And because they were very agricultural in that day, that's what they did. They lived off the land. They cultivated the land. They were farmers. They had cattle. You know, it not having rain affects everything. It don't matter if you're a farmer, you're in agriculture or not. Eventually, it's going to trickle down and affect you at some point because everything comes from the environment and if the environment is barren because it's dry and there's no flow then eventually something in your household or your life is not going to have a flow and so i know that i in my in my life i've been feeling like certain areas has been dry <laughs> i don't know about y'all I've been like, Lord, why is this? Like, where is the flow at? Why is this thing over here looking so dry? Why I'm dry over here? Why I'm barren over here? And then I may have areas of my life where there's 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 like a lot of flow and there's blessings and, you know, and things are growing and happening. And I'm like, yes, but then I've still got these areas over here that I'm looking like, where's the rain? <laughs> where's the rain? Because in order to get a harvest, you need rain, right? And so I was reading that um, passage in First um, Kings 18 towards the end of that chapter. And, you know, one thing after um, the victory, after Elijah had the victory on the mount, he said... Um, he then he went with his servant and um, he went to um, the river and he knelt down and he put his face in his in, in his um, legs. And and he was like so he was down almost like in a fetal position and he started praying real hard that the Lord will open up the heavens and bring rain. And so as he was praying, he would stop praying and he would tell his servant to go out and look to go out and look for for a sign right for for evidence of rain because he believed that god had told him right then that god that that now he was going to release the rain and so I, that really spoke to me because i'm like dang that on our journey to redefining our word we can feel we can get stuck in a place where we feel like oh it's so dry maybe we feel like the area you know of uh 
of what we're trying to pursue, right? Maybe there's a vision, maybe there's a dream, maybe there's a longing, a desire in your heart to, to produce something. Maybe you know you're supposed to be, you know, some kind the next greatest designer. Maybe you know you're supposed to be the next greatest, you know, artist or whatever, right? And you just, you have this thing in your heart, but it's been dry for so long, you know, or maybe you've only had bad relationships. I know that has been my testimony just negative and toxic relationship after toxic relationship so now you feel dry in that area maybe your your area is poverty maybe you feel like you just every time you try to just just get your what you know just dig your way out it's like something happens and then you just find yourself back in the same boat and you like why can i get out of this cycle of poverty maybe it's depression maybe you've been battling depression you know and, and just having these negative thoughts right and, and you just can't seem to break out you know maybe you know it's sickness in your body maybe you've been dealing with this affliction in your body this sickness in your body for so long you like this area is dry now you deciding i'm just going to accept this that this area is just never going to have no rain that I'm never going to see a harvest here, that I won't see the fruit here. And so now you're getting weary, you're giving up. And I'm telling you today, God said there is about to be a pour. Because see, what happened was the first time Elijah sent the servant, he came back like, I don't see nothing. Elijah kept praying. Then he sent the servant again. And he, his servant went out, looked, and he came back. He said, I don't see nothing. And Elijah did that seven times. And how many of us know that seven is significant because it represents completion, the fullness of something, right? The fullness of God's word, it will come to pass because he watches it to perform it because he said that it's going to do what he purposed it to do. So he sent his servant out seven times to look into the sky to see the evidence of what God said. And I'm saying to you today, sister, whatever God has spoken to your heart, you know what that thing is that you feel been dry. You know that area of your life that you that you feel like been barren. There just have not been a flow. And maybe you've had the faith. Maybe you've believed though at some point that that was going to change and you, you you kept looking for the sign, but then you kept being discouraged because we know that hope deferred make the heart sick. That's what the Bible tells us. And so your heart then got sick with disappointment. And so now you like, I don't want to look, but God's saying, go look again. Because the seventh time the servant went out to look at the sky, he said, I see a cloud, but it's real small, about the size of a man's fist. And that in that moment was exactly what the man of God, Elijah, was waiting for. It didn't have to be this big, grandiose, over-the-top sign. It was just the fact that 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 meant rain was coming. And he told the servant, he said, let's get up, let's prepare, let's go take cover because it's about to be a downpour. And within moments, even though this, it was it started as a small cloud, so it may be just something small that happened in your life maybe you just got you know a job and you're making a little more money maybe you're starting to feel better maybe you're not having so many depressed days maybe you're starting to believe in love again maybe you're starting to get excited about that vision again and it, but it's just a little bit but god is saying that's enough He's saying that's enough because when the man of God saw the little, when he got the report of the small cloud, he got prepared. He said, let's get up. Let's get out of here. Let's go because it's about to, it's about to be a downpour, which meant it was about to be a whole like tsunami, like a storm coming from what seemed like a little cloud. 
And then as you read on the rest of that story, he begins to go and, and, and he encounters Ahab the king again, who hated him, you know, and his wife hated him, was trying to kill him. But he encountered him and he's telling him, you know, th to go to Jezreel and that he was going to meet him there um, because they needed to take cover because of this downpour. And he, Ahab was on a horse and a chariot. Come on now, I'm about to get excited, y'all. I know it's sounding a little like church, but just, 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 you got, y'all got to bear with me because this is a word for you. It's a word for me. And I hope you receive it. Listen, he said, let's, we got to prepare. See, that's what we got to learn how to do when we even see a small sign. When something shifts and it, it might just be small, we got to believe that that's a sign that something bigger is coming. So maybe, you know, the guy, some guy that, you know, start liking your pictures. Maybe a guy at your job noticing you. Maybe, you know, you, you starting to feel like you about to, you want to apply for this uh, promotion. Maybe you feel like you have the, 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 the courage to start again with the business, to believe again, to, to really get up and, and to go to counseling or or to get some kind of help mentally or or to go and see what you can do to help aid your healing in your body maybe it's starting with a little idea but god is saying that's all he need because they got prepared when they saw the small thing and before they could fully get prepared the downpour came and so air ahab was on a horse and a chariot he was on a horse and a chariot and he had a head start. He was on a horse and a chariot and he left before the man of God, Elijah. But the Bible says that the spirit of God came on Elijah. He girded up his, his loins. You know, he had to pull up because, you know, back then they didn't have pants and all that. They, you know, just had like what looked like a big shirt dressed to the ground, you know, but he had to pull that up. He girded up and he got ready and he started running and he ran faster than Ahab and got to Jezreel before Ahab did. And Ahab had a running start and he was on a horse and chariot. So that is saying that not only is a poor coming, but it's going to be accelerated because it's going to happen fast because God's spirit is on it and God is ready to bless you. And he's ready to take you out of that dry place. He's ready to get you out of that barren place. He's ready to open up the heavens where they've been shut. He's ready to, for you to receive a, he said, the Bible says in Malachi three and 10, that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You don't have room to to receive he sees the heartache he sees the difficulty he sees the sickness in your body he sees the state of your relationship he sees the the the, the block the hindrance you kept coming up against every time you tried to, to to create the business every time you tried to love again he sees it all and he's saying that this time you won't be disappointed because he's about to pour He's about to pour. And sometimes we need a pouring, especially when we're in this on this process to redefine our worth. Because there are some areas that just have been dry so long that really is just going to take a move of God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you have dealt with bad relationship after bad relationship, disappointment after disappointment, it's not going to be nothing really you can do because your mind is beginning to get so comfortable with disappointment. So it's just going to take a move of God. And God is saying that he's been showing you a sign and it may be small and insignificant to you, but you better prepare because there's going to be a downpour and it's going to happen quickly. There's an acceleration on it because he doesn't want to keep seeing you in despair. 
He doesn't want to keep seeing you in desperate. He doesn't want to keep seeing you desolate. He don't want to keep seeing you lonely. He don't want to keep seeing you discouraged. He don't want to keep seeing you sick in your body. He don't want to keep seeing you tormented in your mind. Daughter, he wants you to be free. But as we know, the Bible says faith without works is dead. We just have to be willing to do our part. And sometimes our part is taking, is, is leaning into it. Leaning into it. Like if you're seeing something in your life starting to shift, if you're starting to feel something inside of you starting to shift, lean into that. You don't have to take huge steps, but lean into it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to believe again. Don't be afraid to trust again. Don't be afraid to hope again. Don't be afraid to, to believe that you can really do it because you can. Don't just be, don't self-sabotage. Don't, don't allow the discouraging thoughts and, and voices to, to be louder than, than what you know to be true, which is the word of God. I'm telling you that in this season, because we're in a Shemitah year, which is a year of release, if you look that up and you look into the um, the pattern and cycles of time with God and, and, and um, you know, his calendar, there are just certain times in the year where God is just declaring release. It's not because you're praying. It's not because you believe in. It's not because you're so committed. It's not because of your righteousness. It's not because you're without sin and you're perfect and you've done everything right. It is simply because it is what he's doing in this time. It's all about him. And he's wanting to divinely reset his people because he knows that sometimes we be at an unfair disadvantage because we have so many things coming up against us. And so God is declaring, okay, well, let me be, let, let me declare divine reset. So now I can get you back on a level playing field. Now I can get you back on a, um, a clean slate. So now you can have what you need and you can go. So you can flourish, so you can redefine your worth, so you can walk in identity, so you can walk in wholeness, so you can be the woman that God called you to be unapologetically and you won't compromise and you won't shrink back, right? And so you can truly have everything God has for you and you don't have to sit around and be in a spectator of other people's lives, that you can be a participator in the greatness of your own. That is what redefining our worth is all about. So that is what I had to say today. And I hope it blessed somebody because it's blessing me. Because see, today where I live, it's been gloomy and it's been raining all day. And so it's been one of those days where I just want to chill. I've been really tired laying in the bed. And I'm actually doing the podcast late because I was just laying in the bed this morning. I'm just going to be honest. I was just being lazy. I just laying in the bed because it's one of those gloomy, rainy days outside. But see, how many know that rain was see back in back in the biblical times when the rain came, they rejoiced because when the rain came, that meant they was going to get a harvest. We have to learn that when the rain comes, when the blessing comes, when the word comes, when the opportunity comes, it's harvest time. And when we truly begin to heal and be made whole, that's harvest time. Because now you're actually capable of living your best life. And that's the life God has for you, sister. So again, I just thank you all for joining on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. where We're redefining a woman's worth. I hope this blessed you. And I will talk to you guys soon. Hey, queens. Outpouring right? An outpouring. Sometimes the outpouring is an outpouring of identity. 
Sometimes the outpouring is an outpouring of purpose. Sometimes the outpouring, you know, is an outpouring of self-esteem, right? Um, sometimes the outpouring is an outpouring of a renewed mind because all of us don't need money. Like all of us, all of us don't need a relationship. All of us don't, you know, all of us, you know, don't need something material or tangible. Some of us need some, something that's internal. And it's for that too. It's for that too, sister. Sometimes the outpouring is clarity. Sometimes the outpouring is wisdom. It's going to be whatever it is you need, right? Don't get caught up in, you know, examples that I give. Understand that God knows you. He knows you and he knows everything about you down to every hair on your head. And he has a specifically a specific outpouring for you. So I just want you guys to be encouraged to know that this thing, you will see the rain in whatever area of your life you need it. So you can gain the momentum you need to keep the course, to continue to move forward, to do what you have been called to do, to redefine your worth, to overcome, and to for you to have a testimony that you can give to someone else so they can be encouraged, so they can find hope that it is possible to to overcome whatever the circumstance is that you went through, right? To whatever the worst thing that they think that can happen. But if they see an example of somebody who truly overcame, who truly healed, who truly was made whole, that is what is going to help people. That is what's going to help people to, to truly start their journey. Somebody got to be the example. And the example can be you, not just me, because I don't know everybody. I don't know all the people you know. You do. You can be the example for them. You can be the light for them. So I just pray again that this blessed you. I pray that this was something um, that you needed, something that you needed to hear. Maybe it's something you have been praying about. Maybe it's a confirmation that God has already been speaking to you. Whatever it is, whatever you need it to be, that is what my prayer is, that God has met you um, personally through this podcast today. And then always, I would love to connect with you all. You guys, I have a um, business page called at Redefining a Woman's Worth for Facebook. You guys can go on there. You, you can... Um, message me i do respond to messages you can listen to the podcast you can see the content videos that i have um released on there you can um go to the website you can just do a lot of things on there so you guys go check that out also you guys can um hit me up on instagram at janelle renee underscore one if you guys you know just want to get on the gram also you can um hit me up on facebook i do have a regular facebook at janelle wolf and i have a email for the podcast purity after promiscuity at gmail.com so many ways you guys can connect with me please please don't hesitate reach out to me um you know give me a word of encouragement or let me know how the podcast has been encouraging you and how it's how it's been benefiting you and helping you i would love to hear that I'd love to hear your personal testimony and i just want you to know that your past does not define you it develops you and you are worthy <laughs>